Welcome back to this week's episode of I'm Not Selling You Anything. Today we have Chuk Kanu, founder of Humblebrag, a tool for discovering super early stage founders and allowing connectors to get interest in that investment. Besides his obsessions with technology and startups, Chuk enjoys flying his drone in Austin, hosting intimate community events, and dancing anywhere the music in his head begins to play. I edited this podcast a few nights ago listening to Hiroyuki Sawano, a Japanese composer, which was his answer to one of our new questions. Well, here's our interview. Chukanu, what a pleasure to have another New Yorker for, I guess, the second week in a row here now. How are you, bud? Doing well, Brian. Great to be on the pod. Great to see you as well, man. It's been a while. We definitely got to catch up outside of this. That's right. We can. What was the last time? Were we at Latchkey down in uh, <laughs> down on down in East Austin, <laughs> jumping around? Yes, we dude? were. Yep, dude. That that was a great time. That great. was we're a great pa- time. I might. Have, I think I, I went over- to New York after that. Actually, yeah, you did the next day. With yeah. I had overserved myself, so I was on over the next day. I can't <laughs> imagine getting on an airplane not feeling that great. Thank you for coming. Your first question: What do you do at Humblebrag, and how'd you get there? Yep. So the the short answer to that is anything I haven't hired for and how I got there. So I've like built different accelerators, incubators in New York City with different government partners, local ecosystem players for the last three, four years. And then I've also been a VC scout for a bunch of different angels, a family office and VCs. And so my, my roommate actually, Destin George Bell, he made an intro to my first investor, Drew Parish at RSLP Ventures. And that was just supposed to be about, you know, having a conversation meeting him and really getting to know each other. But that then opened the door <clears throat> and the opportunity to say, hey, wait, there's something here in this scout space and this like deal discovery space that could be interesting. Go figure something out. And, you know, here's a check. And then that's how Humblebrag actually got started. That's here's the check. You've got a great idea. I believe in you. Here's the money. Go make it happen. Exactly. That's pretty cool. And and truly humbled and thankful to Drew for like, you know, that first, because that's my first ever like investment check at all in my life. So like, that was just a very big and like crazy feeling. That had to be so cool, man. Like, just like to have, listen, people can say, I think your idea is great. I'll help you in any way. But when they put their money where their mouth is and get some skin, their own skin in the game, someone really does believe in me. So Awesome. I'm really happy to, to hear that. I guess the next question is a, is a natural one here after that is what's the biggest problem that you're solving at Humblebrag? Oh, yeah. I'd say it's, it's really the funding gap. You know, how do we get more overlooked founders funding? And the solution to that is us really reevaluating and reimagining like how people scout in venture capital. So there are VC scouts people who are assigned to one specific fund or angel syndicate, and they are tasked with discovering deals for that specific fund or angels, or group of angels rather, and saying, hey, I I see a deal here, there that aligns with your thesis or what you're working on, here you go. And so for us at Humblebrag, we're trying to, instead of allowing scouts to scout for one fund or angel, enable them to scout for the entire venture capital ecosystem. For example, Delaware. A VC and SF might not have access to the ecosystem in Delaware, but there are folks who are connectors there or founders who live there or people who just see different deals. And they're like, okay, cool. You actually know who's on the ground here. I just need connections to those people. Or can you write checks on behalf of me 
in that ecosystem. Does humble brag facilitate those connections with the people on the ground in those overlooked locations? No, we are just a platform that enables people to do that. So people through humble brag make those introductions to different VCs. So you, Ryan, you, of course, know a bunch of different founders say you want to scout for any VC saying like Austin, Texas, if they're on, they're on our platform or, you know, a wider array of like angels than you, then you have access to where that place that you go to to say, Hey, I have all this deal flow. I have all this access. Let me come and be a service. And then hopefully get a success fee, you know, because typically that, that's just about what to ask, we, how do you make money? Yep. <laughs> success fee. Okay. And that ranges because that can range from cash to also carry depending on which investor, because every investor does have like their own type of success fee they want to give out. Would you say you're a middle person between those overlooked people and Andreessen and yeah. Sequoia? Yep. Money it's also other players. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say Andreessen because like A16Z, at least for now, they don't need us. Like they have such a huge brand where like, and also just reach where they're at the point where they can just go out and say, hey, like, I'm Andreessen Horowitz. Are you interested in taking my money? And people will say, gotcha. Yes. So it works both ways. Like, you're helpful yep. for the the, the, mm -hmm. the VC side and the side of the entrepreneur, the company seeking yes. funding, right? Okay. Yes. Very cool. Chuk, thank you so much for answering that question. Your next one, moving right along. What do you think is the most challenging part of the software buying process today? I'm sure tons of people have reached out to you to sell you something for a CRM at Humblebrag or whatever it is that you may need. What do you think is the toughest part of that entire process? Oh yeah, I'd say it's like really showing that you have good signal in terms of whatever you're building and also like finding the right things at the right time. Can you show like, like what are your metrics? What are your KPIs? And also like finding the right tool at the right time, I'd say. So like for Humblebrag specifically are like people, people buying or like, converting folks to humble brag it's been okay do you have the right signal to noise like are you just like a, a platform that has a lot of like okay so there are okay founders here who may or may not be ready to raise or are you place where like all right i hop on here i find like 10 good deals that i need that i couldn't have found anywhere else so that's that's the value prop that we have to prove out at humble brag and for general software though it's really been like finding the right people at the right time everything is digital now and everyone lives in their inbox. So like you, like LinkedIn is still a place where like, I get a lot of inbound about, Hey, you know, we're this marketing agency and we sure, see that, sure. you know, you're a new startup. Do you need is it helpful help? to what you? Do the LinkedIn move for you? Like, what do you do when you see that? It like, it depends, you know, it, like, so it's not helpful for me at all. Like I prefer to like have you do that myself or like have someone helping out with that in house. Like, I, I don't think we're at a place where it's like, we're going to hire an agency for anything we do at all, for sure. And also like, you can tell now, like it, it, people are just not, sometimes not very creative, like how they reach out. It's just a copy and paste. Like you do, did you do the research you needed to do to, before you like contacted me? And I, so I think it's really evaluating. I think, I think with tech though, I think it's really evaluating what stage the person you're reaching out to is uh, probably is the biggest one. Now that I like, I've, I've voiced everything out because yeah, 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 like yeah. companies, companies can just grow like this. Like one day it's like, yeah, you're a pre-seed company. Maybe you just raised a hundred K doing your thing. And in a year you could be like, yeah, we've made like $3 million, you know, annual run rate doing our thing. Right. And your entire tech stack might have to look completely different for that type of scale, right? Exactly. And so, so like knowing, being able to get to the decision makers or the buyers at the right time, at the right stage 
um, is so hard right now. It still is like the timing piece. It's like there are companies that like were seed in like this like May of 2021 that are now like, yeah, dude, I'm like getting ready to raise my series B. And even with like why like humble brag is so interesting, we finding a deal now is so important because that that you can get in, you can meet that founder a week earlier and like in right get a, a way bigger like you know percentage of shares compared to like a week later it's like yeah we're closing our round we're just giving out the dregs to like people who we think would be cool and it's like damn like I'm, I'm getting very unfavorable terms right now your next question what changes do you see for people of color in venture over the next five years yep so in venture definitely more i'd say more funds being raised for sure like we've seen so many great funds like matt conwell Leah Taub doing their thing with raising um and so many other like you know people of color raising funds also more funding like bigger funding rounds for founders i'll also say we will see some billion dollar unicorns in the next five years for from people of color why have we had to wait for the billion dollar people of color founded unicorn type why is it taking this long Yep. And I'd say, you know, because there's stuff like, you know, like Tope at Calendly, you know, now he's a billion dollar unicorn and so right. many other folks. I'd say like, why have we had to wait? It's really like the the resources and the bias was like working with the like folks of color, I think in venture, in startups, it like fighting that uphill battle while still like doing everything to be a founder, you know, like, and I think Tope, I bring up Tope because it's sort of like how hard it was to raise his seed run and not look at Calendly you know, like, oh, they're a unicorn now. Yeah, we and literally so, used it to book this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, like, thinking about, like, it, it's time of, like, all right, how do we get, because we're building, you're building an ecosystem. When you, you build companies, as a result of, like, you know, building that quote-unquote cult following around, like, your ideas, your values, and everything, you build an ecosystem that then, like, once the work is done or at a certain threshold, people then go back out into the world and start like in either investing the resources they gain from being a part of that mission or just from working with that into the ecosystem. And so like, I think doing that at scale at every level from like, you know, all the folks we're seeing, you know, like the minority raised funds in venture, the, the, the different woman led funds that we're, we're seeing here. I think all of that is coming to a head where like, we're going to see a lot of amazing outcomes in the next five years. It's really just, I want, it's both, it's not just a matter of time because work needs to be done for that, but it's really a matter of intentionality around like, who do we like invest in? Who do we bring into certain spaces to like help get exposed to amazing opportunities, different sources of capital. But I think in five years, like the work being done today and that has been done in the last couple of years, we're going to start to see a lot of amazing results from that. Juke, thank you so much for that answer. Next question. Where do you like to keep up to date on industry news? Industry news. Twitter is great. Word of mouth too is, is something that's like untapped. Of course, like, you know, secondary sources can be tough, but like word of mouth from like trusted friends, associates, mentors, advisors is really good. Also like for me, because like I don't, I don't like scrolling through like multiple headlines on a place like CNN or New York times. Yeah. So I have like a keyword search algorithm. And so like what that does, like basically it, I have this, uh, 
system where I just do keyword searches on like terms I'm interested in things. Is it on your tw- you have it on your Twitter, like set up that way or just no, on the internet separately? This is like in an Excel spreadsheet, like a, a Google sheet that I, I like have that I have like populate different. Okay. So, so the way it works, I build in my Google spreadsheet, create a search term builder with different, like either Boolean search terms yep. or just specific things to like, when I go into Google or create a Google alert, I will, will pop up like the interesting news about like what's happening in venture capital, black founders raising amazing rounds, different yeah. female led funds. What's the latest like black that. founder that you saw that you're really excited about? Like raise black... a number. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me, you know what? I'm going to actually use this to, to plug one of, one of my, actually, so Nazir Chris at 68 Capital, he, he's a friend, he's a homie, but like, he's just, he's actually popped up a lot in terms of like being a go-to person, building his brand adventure, really being of service to founders. And so actually like, I was looking at like the stuff, A, because I need to text him and like, you know, really catch up with him because he's, he's the homie. But also be like, I've just seen him like popping up so many times, either my inbox or like him in 68 Capital, really, and love what Kelly Jones has built there. Going back. So how yeah. do you set up your Twitter? It's interesting. He's like, I rotate between like my company Twitter. I have like a, a VC scout Twitter that I've created to just like log certain info on like scout related stuff. And then my personal. And so I'd say like, it's honestly, it's. I'm still working on that tweet deck stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm better with email. I'm much better with like email and just scraping the web for like different articles and news. What are you listening to? My favorite song. Wow, dude. Song or an album that you can't, can't get off like that, that you'd recommend everybody's got to listen to. That everyone's got to listen to a Hiroyuki Sawano. He is the composer who scores attack on Titan. Yep. Like, just listen to just his work that he's done for that series. Like, it'll get you amped. It'll have you feeling sorrow. It'll have you feeling pain. It'll have you in the gym like, oh, my God, am I levitating right now? Like, what, like what's going on? Like, absolutely. Hiroyuki Sawano. The Attack on Titan series and the work Attack he's on done Titan on series. He's the composer for that who scores that entire series. Listen to it. All right, man. I'm in. Chook, we've arrived at the last question. It's everyone's favorite question. Here we go. If you could have a gigantic billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Ooh, I, I like this. Do you know someone building the future? If so, join Humble Brag to help them grow their business, share with the world, and get paid being an advocate for founders. Helping founders is just a byproduct of like helping the people or rather like putting people in a position to be of service to them. I want Humblebrag to be that place where people can go to and either find an advocate to help them find the right capital in their ecosystem or long-term get the social capital they need. I want us to be that place where if you want to help someone building the future you believe in, you, you just can. Because I think everyone should be a part of like the innovation process. That's, I think that's why there's so many glaring either systemic failures or major issues with like the way we innovate or bring about new ideas in our societies. It's a fundamental step. Like diversity is that key. You need everyone at the table from different lenses and perspectives to contribute to whatever the next phase of humanity is. Allowing just like one group or one specific group of people to do that is why there's so many blind spots in innovation. Shout out to the founder, and I'm wow, I'm blanking on his name right now, but shout out to the founder of Village Capital, 
because I did read his book, The Innovation Blind Spot. It's part of the reason, you know, it's one of the key things that like made me do humble brag as well. Thank you so much for that answer, man. That was, that was, that was really deep. And I'm probably going to cut very little out of that because I think everyone should hear that one. We have arrived at the very end. Chook, we did it. Thank you so much for coming on. How do you think we did? I think we, you know, we knocked it out of the park. Shout out to everyone who's coming on next. I know I set the bar high. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I will, uh, I'm going to talk to you right at the second I hit stop. So oh, yeah. I'll talk to you shortly. Yep. Thanks. Cheers. So I got done editing this last night. At the same time, the final notes of Hiroyuki Sawano's scene ended. And it was, I don't know, it was like the stars aligning type of thing. It was really nice. Chook, thanks so much for coming on. I'm not selling you anything and giving us your time with our six questions. Shout out to our sponsors, Sastradamus, a community by Salesbricks. Hey, that's where I work. Join us next week as we continue our founder series with Gavin Belson of Hooli. All right, thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.